Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Welcome back, my Mesmerizing Marketing Tribe. Today, we're going to be talking about SEO, which means search engine optimization, which is how you're going to get yourself on page one of Google. And guess what? Being on Google, as you know, definitely has its perks. But here's the thing. Getting there isn't always the easiest thing, but it is after you listen to this episode because I'm going to give you the lowdown on getting your business and brand on page one of Google because that's actually one of my specialties. That's what I do. And before we go dive too much further into this, for those of you that don't know, Mesmerizing Marketing is actually now also on YouTube. So you can be watching this on YouTube in addition to listening to it on Apple or Spotify or your other favorite platform. So make sure you go over to YouTube and subscribe as well and share this episode out with your community. And then if you do need help with your SEO strategy or if you need help with your AI strategy or marketing strategy, my link will be in the show notes. You can fill out the form to request a free consultation. All right, let's get started. So let's talk about SEO. So a little bit of background about how I know about SEO and just, you know, marketing as a whole. So back, back in the day, I used to sell pay-per-click ads, which are the sponsored ads under that section. And I sold over a million dollars worth of marketing. And with the difference between that and SEO, there's quite a bit of a difference. So with PPC ads, which are called pay-per-click, you basically show up in the sponsored section on top of the page, or sometimes those ads show up at the very bottom of page one. But what happens is when your budget runs out for the day, your ad also goes down, right? So while I did sell that for many years, I will say I also learned that it can be a very expensive way to market your business, especially if you're a lawyer or a plastic surgeon or in any kind of industry where your average cost per click is going to be through the roof, then you have to understand that that is not going to be feasible for a lot of people because it's a lot of trial and error with those type of campaigns. They don't always work. It takes a couple of months for it to optimize, right? Now, while SEO is a long-term strategy, it is a sustainable strategy that can also set your business up for success because if your business and brand is ranking on page one of Google, what's going to happen is you can have a website that you can take and you can actually sell your assets if you retire because someone else would love to come over, take over a website that's already ranking and pay you for it because they don't have to spend years and years of work getting it to rank, right? But let's really demystify how SEO works, especially right now in 2023, because a lot of things have changed. But one thing that has not changed is that content is always king. So remember that and remember to always be creating great content. Here's the other thing that you guys need to realize is when you have a website and you posted blogs, let's say you posted like blogs two years ago, three years ago, one year ago, if you want those blogs to still rank, you actually should go back to those blogs and you should make some edits or you should add some more information and you should make sure that they are more relevant. They're more relevant to the day and age that it is now. Like what's changed? If something's changed and that information is not a hundred percent accurate, 
make sure that you go make those changes so that information is absolutely on point. And what Google is going to notice is it's going to notice that you made a change. But the one way that you can get Google to know that you made your change faster is something called the Google Search Console. So if you can go set up Google Search Console, you're able to take individual pages of your website and you're able to submit them to Google Search Console and you can say, oh, here's a new blog article or here's an extra page of my website that I added. I need you to go and request to index this page. So I'm actually going to show you a little clip of how to do that in a moment and I will add that here, but let's keep going. So then the other thing about SEO is it's getting yourself to rank on page one of Google in the organic search results, meaning you're not paying to be there while you might be paying someone to work on the SEO strategy for you, or you might be investing your time to get ranked but you are not literally paying for that spot as you would with pay-per-click ads. That's the difference. All right, so let's talk about on-page SEO. So on-page SEO has to do with the content that's on your website, the images that are on your website. And with on-page SEO, one of the most important components is creating blogs. Blogs are basically articles that can go on your website and it's considered fresh, relevant content every time you post one to your website. Here's the big advantage though. Let's take this scenario. Imagine that you have a competitor and let's say their website is 10 pages, right? Total. And let's say that your website is also 10 pages, but then every month you go out there and you create 10 new blog articles. So you go out there every month and you create 10 new blog articles. So when you create those 10 new blog articles, what happens is at the end of the year, after 12 months have gone by, you now have 120 additional pages to your website plus those 10. So now you have 130 pages and Google's going to say, guess what, Dimple? I'm going to reward you because you actually took the time to create fresh, relevant content and we're going to rank you higher up in the search engines. How about them apples? I think everyone would want that, right? But it is something that you have to consciously do. Now, one of the other things that's really important in terms of ranking high is to get inbound links coming in from powerful authoritative sites. So one of the best ways to do that is to actively create press releases for your business throughout the year. So I don't just mean do it once a year. I would suggest doing one every six to eight weeks because with a press release, those links that are coming back to your website those are coming from high authority domains. And when a link comes from a high authority domain, it gives you more SEO juice than just coming from, let's say, a friend's website back to your website. So you want to get links from sites that are powerful and authoritative. That's really important. So make sure that you're working on sending out a press release. Then you're probably wondering, well, Dimple, I don't know, what's the press release going to be about? Well, it can be about a lot of things. If you want any awards, maybe you were recognized for something, you can talk about that. Maybe you're launching a new division of your company, or maybe you have some new team members on your law firm, you can do that. However, just announcing you have team members, new, new, new staff or new team is not going to be newsworthy to actually get you publicity. If you're doing a press release with the intention of really getting publicity, what you want to do is you want to position it in a way where when a media person comes there, they're automatically going to be like, you know what, this article, 
it's on point. It's ready to go. I can actually share this. So one of the ways that you can do this is you can say the top 10 lawyers under 30 in Manhattan, right? And you can actually curate a list. And you, if you're one of those people, you can put yourself in there. And now that press release is something that, you know, it's shareable. It's something that the media would take and say, this would make a great article to go on one of our media sites and our news publications. And then they're going to pick up the story as well. So think about it that way. Let's say you have a legal podcast. Think about it this way. You can say that these are the top podcasts that have to do with, you know, personal injury law or criminal law or divorce and family law. And that's going to get picked up. So press releases are important. Keep that in mind. Updating your prior content that you have posted throughout the years and refreshing it is really important. And of course, creating fresh, new, relevant content via blogging is really, really essential when it comes to SEO. But when you're creating your blog, there are a few tricks that you need to know. And I'm going to tell you what those are. So when you're creating your blog, there are some tricks that you need to know, and there are some tools that can actually help you. If you have a WordPress website, you can download a plugin called SEO Yoast. It's the Yoast SEO plugin. And when you download that plugin, it will actually tell you when you've created content, it's going to say it's going to give you a green light for good, or it's going to say okay for the SEO. And it's also going to tell you the readability level. And when you do that, it's going to actually enable you to know what you're missing. So here are some components that you can add to a blog that are really beneficial. Obviously, the title that you pick, you want to pick it strategically. You want to make sure that it's catchy. You want to make sure that it has some of the SEO keywords in there. If you're trying to get ranked for local areas and cities and towns and communities, you might want to use that town, city, community, or county in, the key, in one of the keywords in your title. Now, what you want to do is you also want to make sure that you are putting one outbound link, meaning linking out to another site that's, you know, authoritative, and then maybe an inbound link to another page on your website, which literally could be the contact page. And then this is really important. If you're going to add images, you want to make sure that you're writing what's called a meta title and meta description on the back end of the image because Google cannot read images. And guess what? Your images are also indexable on Google. So if you go to the Google tab and you search for images, you're going to see what images come up. And that is something that you really want to keep in mind. The other thing that you need to really focus on is when you're creating content, you need to be consistent with it too. You can't just post a blog and then post nothing for the next six months. You need to post content on a regular basis. So I suggest doing this on a weekly basis and posting one to two blog articles at least, you know, every single week to keep it consistent. And then some of the other tools that you can use to actually track your performance, the ones that I love and I use for my clients, one is called SEM Rush. An SEM rush is amazing. It has so many different features and you can see your competitors. You can see like how they're performing. You can actually track your keywords to see how they're moving up through the search results as time goes by and the SEO is improving and you can see which keywords are declining. You can get emails sent to you. Like if you want to get an email every few days on what the rankings are. And the thing is, it even tells you like in terms of how much traffic your website has gained. So it's really amazing. It has so many other tools too that I can probably do an entire episode just on SEM Rush. 
And then there's also Neil Patel's tool called Uber Suggest, and that one is a little bit more affordable than SEM Rush is a little bit on the higher price point. But that one is also a great tool to do your keyword research because when you're coming up with content ideas, I want to stress this, do not just focus on the big words. Like everyone, of course, wants to rank for things like divorce lawyer or personal injury lawyer and things like that or plastic surgeon. But the thing is, those keywords are very, very competitive and those are not long-tailed keywords. When people are searching online, they're going to be searching for different questions. So if you can figure out what some of the questions are that people are asking, those can be your content ideas, whether it's for a blog article, whether it's for a YouTube video, Instagram reel, YouTube short, all of those things. Keep that in mind. What are the questions that people want the answers to? right? The other tool that I actually use for figuring out what some of these questions are, and this one I've talked about many times, but I feel like it's time for a refresher for people who haven't heard about it. It's called answer the public. So in answer the public, you can put in a keyword and what's going to happen is it's going to give you a wheel of questions of like who, what, where, when, how type of questions that people are actually asking online. And then it tells you in like the darker green, which questions are more popular. So you can take those questions and you can come up with a content marketing strategy of content you want to create around those questions. Brilliant, right? I think so too. So that is one of the tools you can use. But now we have something called ChatGPT, and I know you've heard of it. I don't know if you're using it. I'm probably going to be doing another episode or two or three all about ChatGPT. I actually just did a masterclass. If you want to buy the replay, hit me up. I can send it to you. Here's the thing. So with ChatGPT, you can also say, you know, give me some content ideas for blog articles. Give me some content ideas for SEO optimized, you know, YouTube video titles. And it's going to do that. So get in the habit of asking the right questions and the right prompts into AI and to ChatGPT tools like that, and then get that information and use that, leverage that to do your content marketing strategy. That's going to be key to being successful. All right. So the other thing that I want to talk about is social signals, right? You're like, what are social signals? Well, maybe it wasn't around years ago, but it's definitely around now. So social signals Basically, when it comes to your social media SEO, social signals refer to things like your likes, your shares, the comments, retweets, and then social interactions that can actually influence SEO indirectly. And let's talk about how the search engine perceives social signals. So Google said, okay, social signals, maybe they don't have a direct ranking factor. However, there's evidence to prove that websites that have strong social activity actually end up having better organic rankings. So not only do you need to be having a content marketing strategy for your website and for creating blogs, but you also need to have a content marketing strategy for social media, for your YouTube channel, for reels, for TikTok, for Instagram reels, for Facebook reels, and for YouTube shorts, all of those things because those are really, really important now. And those actually have to do with social signals. Not only do they have to do with social signals right now, if you create a YouTube short and you go look for it five minutes later, like I do with some of mine, and if I know that I have optimized it for SEO, 
If Google decides to show some videos on the first page from YouTube Shorts or YouTube, what's going to happen is your video can rank on page one of Google just like that from your YouTube Short or from your YouTube video. So keep that in mind. So all of those content ideas and content that you're creating for different platforms, they're all pretty much indexable by Google right now. So that's another opportunity for you to get traffic back to your website or back to your brand or to get more followers on your social media. So don't miss out on that. Now let's talk about some of the benefits of social shares. So basically it also means potentially that you can get more backlinks. You can get increased traffic, higher visibility, and it also is going to help you build your brand and reputation in your particular niche. I want to go back to talking about some other things with SEO that are really important. So one of the other things that's really important is the user experience. So that means when they go to your website, does it load quickly, especially on a mobile device, or does it take too long, right? So one of the website themes that I love to use, it's, it's spelled A-V-A-D-A, -A -A, Aveda theme, or Avada, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I absolutely love that because it creates the most beautiful websites and they're actually load quickly, which is really important for SEO. So Google really emphasizes, you know, the implications of mobile first and, and how that's indexed. And it's going to really prioritize mobile search results that load quickly. There are actually a couple of other tools too that I didn't mention. There's some other SEO tools that you can use for research. So there's one called Moz. And there's one called AREFS, that's A-H-R-E-F-S. And then there's a couple of others as well that you can check out. But those are some of my favorites that I've mentioned. And earlier I mentioned SEM Rush and Neil Patel's Uber Suggest, which is an amazing tool as well. So the other thing to note also is that schema markup is important for enhanced search engine result page listings as well. When we talk about SEO, let's not forget about SEO for your Google local listing. That also needs to be optimized for SEO because your listing, depending on what content you're putting in there, depending on how many reviews you're getting, even what people are putting in your reviews can impact how your listings are going to rank online for your Google local listing. So there are some tricks to that as well. I'm not going to go into all those details there, but if you do have any questions or if you want to reach out and schedule a free consultation, the form is going to be in the show notes and I would be happy to schedule a call with you. And if you guys are enjoying this episode, share it out. Go make sure that you subscribe on YouTube. Let me know what other content you want to hear from me. So thank you for tuning in to Mesmerizing Marketing, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode. And also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is Marketing Expert. And also join her Mesmerizing Marketing Club also on Clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing.